Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. Head over there, get all your free wrestling news, podcasts, photos, videos exclusives, interviews, you know the drill. Wednesday afternoon, we have the uh, List and Your Boy Wrestling Podcast. It's a fun show. It's a good time. We're going to talk about some interesting things, and it will feature the return of the Matt Riddle Bro Spot, which you can see early over at FightfulSelect.com as a Tier 2 subscriber. It's where you get the early access, stuff like that. We have uh, tons of other additional podcasts coming to you on Fightful Select, including, including this week's Q&A show, Stupid People Extended, The Weekender, G1 Wrap-Up, NXT 205 Live Review. You get like four or five different podcasts a week extra on top of that for just like five bucks a month. Hot diggity damn. Lots of good stuff over there. But as always, you guys know where to get your scoops at. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com had several spoilers up for tonight's SmackDown before it aired, including the return of Maurice. She was uh, quite heavily featured in this show, and on the screen to my left, I see the premiere of Ms. and Mrs. I am joined by one Alex Palowski. Alex, will you be watching Ms. and Mrs.? No, I'll be watching the uh, Fatal 4-Way uh, on the Cruiserweight channel, 205 Live. I'll be watching that instead. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm DVRing Ms. and Mrs., um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to watch the 205 Live thing. Man, even after my explanation last night, I still got people in the chat saying, SRS, do you know if Riddle is really going to WWE or what? Okay, so since the, the clip is out there on Fightful Select, I'll go ahead and tell you a little bit of what was said. You can tell at the beginning, it's very clear that he and I had an agreement. I will not ask you about WWE or Ring of Honor on this interview clip. And uh, he has not told me, but people in WWE straight up have. So there you go. I will be at a wedding that night. So that's that's a little bittersweet, but yeah. hashtag because of Fightful. Anyway, let's not cost anybody a job. Not like he needs my help. <laughs> Smackdown Live tonight. I thought this was a pretty damn good show, honestly, Alex. Yeah, yeah, decent in-ring action, move storylines forward. Uh, we're getting to see um, a nice progression toward SummerSlam. This is all good. I really enjoyed tonight's show. It was pretty pretty well paced. Started off with Miz and Maurice showing up, and Monroe Sky, the pot for that baby. Yep. Not only in ten years does does Nicholas give. Your daughter, Hope. Yeah. But right now, yeah. your daughter could be a television star right now, Alex. She she could. She absolutely could. Um, I got to get on that. Did we ever <laughs> physically see Monroe Sky? I believe we did, didn't we? 
Uh, well, yeah, but then we found out later that wasn't actually Monroe Sky. I mean, did we see a physical Monroe Sky, or was it always hidden? No, no, no. We actually saw the actual backstage. Okay. Backstage, there was an actor uh, portraying Monroe Sky, according to Miz. Uh, we found out at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, so no, they, they 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 cleverly set the whole ruse in motion. Yes. Uh, some notable absences on tonight's SmackDown Live. Charlotte's still dealing with an injury. She mentioned that August 31st could be her target return date. We also didn't see uh, Jeff Hardy, who suffered a big beat down last week. No club. They are not in the, the title contention, apparently. Uh, we've not seen a guy like Shelton Benjamin for a while. We've not. Oh. There, there are several people that weren't on this show, but... There are a lot of people, like, they they Absolution weren't on the show, but they got a lot more people on this show, it felt like, than usual. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that there's, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, uh, Shelton has been on in forever. Um, Which I'm just realizing. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, they, they, they got a cooling off period. Which I think is fine, and guys like Shelton, who are getting up there in age, should use that. To, yeah. like, not take extra bumps. Uh, Six Jeff weeks Hardy, now it's been since he's been on. Wow. Um, did, I, did, Hardy, I, did I say something besides July 31st for Charlotte? If so. No, I don't think so. It's July 31st. I think it's August 31st. Okay, no, she's targeting July uh, 31st, just to correct. Um, the, uh, but Jeff Hardy shouldn't be on the show. I know he's working the dark match. That's the announced dark match. Is him and a couple others, I guess. Uh, it's a six-man tag, and Jeff Hardy's involved in that. Anyway, he shouldn't be on the show because he's selling that injury from the beatdown from last night, last week. So I'm fine with like getting guys rolling in and out. Um, if you have a thing like Shelton where he takes six weeks off and then he comes back in his little program, that's fine. But you can roll in and out with a lot of these guys where they're on one week and on two weeks in a row, off one week, and they can come back if they haven't been gone for too long and continue a storyline. We're seeing the absences often, and I don't mind it. I do well, not mind it. It's a di- it's a different thing with the, with a two hour show. They just can't put everybody on every week. I I had a problem with authors of pain because why'd you bring them up? Right, right. No, that that on Raw, I feel it's inexcusable. Yes. On on SmackDown, you've only got two out of the three hours. You have less time to fill. Less you can you can use less people. You're you're physically able to use less people. So. Randy Orton comes out, explains that he wasn't upset about so many of the things that people speculated. wasn't because he had issues with Hardy recently or 10 years ago. wasn't because of the SmackDown Top 10 list, which is still in canon. They are getting mileage out of this. Yeah. Uh, It was revealed once. It was supposed to be a weekly thing. It was revealed once so we could get Jinder Mahal cutting a promo about it. And months later, it's still canon. So it killed everybody involved with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan couldn't even be a general manager after that. No, it was couldn't. so bad they said we got to clear him yeah. now. <laughs> we can't have any more of this. No Gender, one will take him. Bobby, get to work. <laughs> Randy, you're taking months off. We're just gonna let everybody forget about this. And the thing is, I had forgotten about it. Yeah. And they brought it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, remember that shit? That was oh, terrible. Man. So this promo <laughs> that Randy Orton cut has been cut before, but damn, he did it really, really well. He did it really, really well. It's a straight-up, simple, you people heel turn promo. It's it's like, like I said on Twitter, WWE is playing the hits, but damn, this is Randy Orton's jam. He can play the hell out of this. And that's great. Good. Randy Orton, um, Randy Orton should never be a babyface. Ever. He's just too good at being this guy. I love the idea of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end your career, Jeff Hardy. And then I'm coming after all your favorites. Crowd. Like that's great. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, that's a much better use of Randy than gets a babyface pop just cause and then hits an RKO and then that's it. Like well, one of our Fightful Select subscribers, Jonathan, says this is the most interesting Orton in a decade. Yeah, I would argue so. Maybe briefly with the Wyatt family, I was a little more interested in him. 
because yeah. it was something so different. I loved when he, he said, I don't change the color of my merch every couple of months to steal money out of your pockets. I'm not an indie darling. I don't jump off of shit all the time. Yeah. I don't steal other people's old catchphrases and hand gestures. Uh-huh. Oh boy, he brought the heat here. Yeah. And yeah. I saw Mr. Warren Hayes, who does our FightfulSelect.com G1 wrap-ups and 205 Live NXT reviews, retro reviews as well. He said this is going to be the <laughs> kind of like the indie haters yep. guy. And I'm like, he kind of always has been. He's always been that guy. Yeah. The term has been, if you had to build a wrestler in a lab, <laughs> it'd be Randy Orton. Yeah, it's a weird thing to think about, like um, – the parallels between him and Cena coming up at the same time and, and the, the same longevity and just uh, who these guys are now. And the, the, the fact that like, I like the idea of like, I was a legend killer. I wanted him to say I was legend killer. And now I'm a legend. Like I, I wanted that specific soundbite because I mean, it's really true, you know? And there's a, there's a what, what I love about this is there's an excellent opportunity for them to do an awesome full circle story where he is a legend. Now he used to be a legend killer and they can bring up somebody new who's young, who can be the legend killer who can kill Randy Orton. Like that's a cool parallel story for them to do. Do I think they're going to try to do that? Nah. If they did try to do it, would they screw it up? Probably, but it's still, it's there for them to do it and make a really cool full circle for, uh, for Randy Orton. Loved the opening segment, thought it was outstanding. Earlier in the evening, uh, about an hour before SmackDown Live, we had a match set up between Andrade Cien Almas and Rusev and their respective managers in Zelina Vega and Lana. I love the use of all four of these. Yeah. Rusev, <laughs> Zelina saying, or, or Zelina disagreeing with the idea that Aiden English cost him his shot, cost Rusev his shot was funny, but Rusev saying, you can laugh or not, but that's actually what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fantastic. good. And the match that, that got set up was fantastic. By yes. the way, tonight I'll reveal the producers of each match. Tell your friends, drop in some little mini scoops. Erwin R. Scheister, Mike Rotunda produced their match that I thought was easily, easily yeah. match of the night. Fantastic yeah. match. Yeah. I, I loved everything about it. I love that they let rusev be a real baby face in this match like it was really cool to see what they could what they could do if they let him run wild as a true fan favorite it'd be awesome and him and andrade work so well together and i was absolutely here for the possibility of an almas and zelina versus lana and rusev feud with mixed tag matches like a real cool like like one-upsmanship, they're both great in the ring. I wouldn't mind if that was a 50-50 feud. That'd be so cool. And then they were like, oh, no, no, no. This was a one-off thing. It's more important to us to tell the story about how Aiden English is a screw-up. I'm like, no, I can't we have nice things? We like, like, Rusev Day. You have to break them up because because you want to? Instead of giving us like Almas and, and Rusev is a thing. It's more the most important thing to happen was that Aiden kind of bumped into Lana, and that's a that's a big that's a big thing. I, well, I liked I liked the match. I liked all the things that they accomplished. No Aiden English out to begin the match, but Lana and Rusev do their own taunt after stopping Almas and Zelina's tranquilo pose. These two go at it during the break, including a ring post spot on Rusev. Uh, back from the commercial. Rusev goes across the body with a kick from Almas. When I mean that, uh, when I say that, I mean his, his shin goes across the body. It looked really good. Kicks have been become a, uh, such an important part of Rusev's offense. He follows up with a pop-up knee and a head kick. And then Almas slaps Rusev hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And that serves uh, pretty much the purpose of pissing Rusev off. A couple of forearms, but Almas kicks him. They're my favorite spot in this match was almost fainting a teep kick, which is just a front kick, essentially. And then going into the spinning back elbow, that's the type of thing that I'm just going to have to yep. pat myself down. Mm-hmm. 
That's some good shit, pal. Yeah, uh, I love that spot. Also love the uh, running uh, corner knees being thwarted by a jumping sidekick to the face by Rusev. Those things always look like they're going to decapitate the guy. Uh, almost sells it great. Like, it's like I said, everything about this match had me thirsting for more. And I feel like we're not going to get that. And I'm disappointed. Machka kick lands. Then Lana and Zelina square off and then fight to a huge pop. Huge. The cat fight angle can still work despite where we are in women's wrestling, especially when you have two really good manager characters. Yeah. And I trust Zelina enough in the ring to carry Alana. Oh, tro- totally. Totally. Aiden English comes out well-intentioned mm-hmm. to break them up, them being Lana and Zelina. Zelina jumps on English's back, and they knock over Lana. The distraction is enough for almost to capitalize and hits a hammerlock DDT for the win. So last week he faced AJ Styles, lost in a close match. This week he beats Rusev, who is Styles' last challenger. The crowd took this a step up for me. Like Something like that will add an extra quarter of a point to my match rating when a crowd is just that hot. A fun match, a great crowd, almost went over. We got Rusev, Lana, and English progression. I loved. I liked how everything unfolded here. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against story progression. It's just not a story that I that I want to see told. Like I, I I like them together. I like them as a cohesive unit. I don't want to see the breakup angle. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it's good. Story progression is always good. I'm just going to complain about it because I don't want to see them break broken up. Well, backstage, Aiden English and Lana are arguing, and Rusev says maybe neither of them are good for him. What do you think of this? Uh, it's a weird thing. Like, come on, we just get let us have like a month where where we're rooting for these three as a team, and you're letting us before you decide to blow the whole thing up. I mean, for a while there, it looked like they were going to do a is Lana cheating on Rusev with Aiden English angle, and they were like, no, we're not going to do that. Instead, we'll have. Aiden just be a screw up, and, I didn't and see that one happening. Oh, there was a, there was a while there where he was coming out and introducing her, and they were having like one on one convos backstage when Rusev was nowhere to be found. I like, thought they were getting along well. I didn't think they were like humping or anything. Listen, it was the seeds were being planted. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I do wish the trio could uh, just be baby faces. I wish yeah. so often WWE would just. Pivot and take advantage of things like that. Yep. R-Truth is talking to Ty Dillinger backstage. Ty Dillinger is a much better friend than R-Truth is. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, this came out of nowhere for me. I, I did not see Truth getting back in the ring uh, anytime soon. Uh, I, liked, I liked the oddball friendship between Dillinger and, and Truth. I think that's fun. Um... I just, I don't know, man. I didn't need more truth in the ring, but okay. I mean, he had a good show until he didn't. I mean, I thought he looked good in the ring. Yeah. 46 years old, man. I know. That's still, it's just crazy. I mentioned on Twitter, he's been under contract to either TNA or WWE or WWF every year since 2000. Listen, I remember when, when this is, this is years ago. This is, gosh. 18, 19, 17, 18 years ago, where he was K-Quick. And I was like, Love this him. this guy's nuts. Why am they pushing this guy? I mean, I was like a, ju- a junior in college, and I'm really old now. But, like, I was sitting there on the couch with my buddies like, man, they should be pushing this guy. He's really he's fun. And then I didn't see him for a while because I wasn't watching TNA. And uh, and I'm, I've always been a fan of his in the ring. He's always been really dominating in the ring. I just I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the what's up guy, but you know. Fun stat over all the time they spent together in TNA and now the last couple of years in WWE, this is only the second singles match wow. between Samoa Joe and Ron Killings. Their first was August 14th, 2006. They went wow. 10 minutes on Impact. They did team together in AAA once, but other than that, nothing. 
Nothing. Well, R-Truth got some offense, then he gets his ass kicked and choked out pretty quickly. Uh, Arn Anderson produced this. There's your little scoop there. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of uh, Samoa Joe. You can get offense on him, but if he catches you, you're done. Like that, I think that's a really, he's an assassin. Like I, I love that about his character in the ring in these little matches. I like that you can get a flurry of offense on him. You come, you might be able to stun him, but if he catches you, that's it. It's curtains. I like that for his character. I don't know whose idea these Oscar promos are, but they need to stop. Stop it. It's bad. Yeah. What's the point of her screaming into the microphone? They don't know how to play. It feels like they just don't know how to play to their, 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 the people's strengths. And she doesn't know how to cut a promo in English. So don't make her do it. Right. It's like, that's not, that's not what, that's not what makes her interesting. There's all kinds of stuff that makes her interesting. Do that instead. Either nobody's told her not to do that, or she thinks that that's what she's supposed to do. And that's, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, the iconic selfie promo was effectively annoying. Sure. I liked Billy Kay's cells. I loved them. She, if I were to describe her cells, I would say like, like somebody's great aunt that was in panic. That's how she sells. She gets kicked in the head and she just, she doesn't really, she flails her arms around and I love it. Yeah. She gets her ass kicked really thoroughly, gets put in an ankle lock, then she gets pinned after a kick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. Your, your, uh, (laughs) your great aunt is wandering over by some rose bushes and like, Beatrice, look out, there's some bees. Ah! Yeah, the cell that I would give, I would call that is everybody thinks they're a badass until they walk into a spider web. Yeah. Like you're, you're smooth and then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm cool with that. Also, I'm cool with Asuka winning here. She should win. She Billy Kay doesn't yeah. ever have to win a singles match in her probably entire career, no. and she'll be fine doing what she's doing. Yes. Selfie promo fits well for Nakamura. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. It, yeah, it's fine. There were some times I was like, it, it took me, I don't know, four or five seconds after he was finished the sentence where I was like, oh, that's what he said. Um no, that's fine. I mean, that's that's a thing that that his he does. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. Who his next challenger is going to be? I mean, obviously, Randy's going to take some time destroying uh, Jeff Hardy's career. Uh, so I'm wondering who uh, who he'll wind up facing uh, at SummerSlam. Up next, Paige comes out to announce AJ Styles. Next contender. AJ Styles comes out, puts over Evolution. Now, you know, some people have been like, oh, Sean, what's your problem with Stephanie McMahon making this announcement? And I didn't really even want to approach it last night. I was going to save it for Twitter. It's because, and I get I get Stephanie McMahon's position, you guys. I know what her job is. And I know that public relations is a thing that they are concerned about. How do I know? Because WWE PR sends me the emails. I got the email at 9 p.m. last night touting this whole thing. I hear each wrestler coming out and saying, Stephanie McMahon's announcement. Uh Before Ronda Rousey became a draw in WWE. Before she got put on blast by AJ Lee. Before there was a Twitter hashtag. Tell me when you ever heard a story of Stephanie McMahon championing for change. When? That's my problem with it. Especially when you have a person like Paige who literally broke her neck for the division as as an authority figure. You have Sarah Del Rey who helped mold a lot of these people. You even have Sarah Stock backstage who produced matches tonight. Yeah. You have Norman Smiley, who asks almost any woman who's come through NXT who they credit. Norman Smiley is such a big, big influence. Fit Finley, another big influence. I get it, but once you do all these announcements, it starts to become quite evident. 
Did she need to be in the commentary booth at the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think she added anything. That's my qualm with there. And people are saying, Lady, Lady, hate Stephanie McMahon. I don't hate Stephanie McMahon. I don't know Stephanie McMahon. I don't like Stephanie McMahon in this situation repeatedly. Right. You know, a couple times, whatever. But we're, we're going to like, what, four or five times now? Lita introduced the women's championship. Yeah. And it, you know what? It went fine. Yeah. It went fine. Yeah. The, I, I didn't realize uh, last night as it was happening, but noticeable by her absence last night was Paige. Because she absolutely should have been a part of this in the ring. Should have been healthy, yes. you know what I mean? Like this, this was a thing that, she, like, I know it must kill her that she's not going to be able to be performing in the ring at, at this first ever all women's pay per view at the at the ripe old age of what twenty five that she had to retire from injury, and I, I think that somebody like her might have make might have been a great announcer of this, saying, "I wish that I could be there with you in that ring." but I'll be there in spirit. I'm so proud of us. Everything that we have done, not you have done. We, because I'm part of this too. Because without Paige kicking off this whole, like she was the anti-diva. Like that was a major deal to like move this beyond and into the area where like, were it not for Paige doing what she was doing. I feel like there wouldn't have been a need to like, hey, let's bring up Charlotte and Becky and Sasha right now. Her, her and Emma and, at arrival was a big step, in my opinion. A huge step. So, uh, yeah, Paige is a major deal why, why, this, why this is what it is now. And it was very noticeable, now that I think about it, that she wasn't there last night. And when people tweet me and they say, oh, well, because she's a McMahon, she's the highest ranking woman. And this, you're, re- you're literally reinforcing my point. You're literally reinforcing my point because – she was those things for a very long time before this change happened. But in typical WWE fashion, it was, oh, wow, this is working so many other places. Yeah. Now let's see if, if it'll work for us. Yeah, it's, it's, it, does, it does feel like, as it often does with, with WWE, oh, well, we weren't doing it before because we didn't think we could make money off of it then. Exactly. We can make, we can make money off of it now, so we're doing it now. You know? I just love, I mean, if maybe, maybe I missed something, but I would love to see an interview, a report of any story pre 2015 mm-hmm. where Stephanie McMahon is making a real push, yeah. a real push. And if, and any articles that include the term Rousey are excluded because they got a load of Ronda Rousey and they fell over themselves to work with her yeah. as soon as they could, they got interest in her. Anyway, James Ellsworth comes out to take his rightful place as number one hog. He says, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is, I don't know what it is, but he should have said, my name is Hog. H to the OG. <laughs> he did say J to the Isames. I think is what he said. That's good. How has he not embraced the big hog name? I don't know, man. Maybe, I feel like maybe they're like uh, X nay on the hog thing. Because so many of the things... Because because I, I'm pretty sure uh, almost everything that Daniel Bryan came up with on Talking Smack is absolutely not canon. <laughs> there's no there's yeah, no there's true. no there's no sweet beats with the Usos. That's not a thing. There's all kinds of stuff that we loved on on uh, on Talking Smack that came out of improvising Daniel Bryan that is not to WWE be found doesn't anywhere. really care about Tout anymore. No, no, they don't. Paige calls Ellsworth a joke, and then he makes fun of her for how she looks. Mm, it's, man, it's such a lame. lame exchange. Yeah, This was dreadful. Paige fires Ellsworth. Security escorts him out. Uh, for those asking, I mean, he didn't have a contract terminated. He didn't have a contract. He's been working without a contract since he came back. And that, that I mean, that allowed him to continue doing his podcast. That's something that never happens. So, yeah. Samoa Joe... Paige follows Ellsworth out, by the way. Samoa Joe attacks Styles from behind, signs the contract. Joe was backstage, like, kind of scarily talking to himself, which I... Yeah. That's how you paralyze a motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, Joe. Yeah. 
guy. Yeah. But Paige comes out and he, she does confirm that he was her yes. selection. Yeah. And I just love the line that Pay or that Joe gave her. Paige yeah. is like, "That's not how we were doing it." And he said, "Your plan was pedestrian. Mine yeah. was phenomenal." Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love. I also like that he has a nickname for her. Boss lady is a is a great thing. It's, it acknowledges that she is his boss. Yeah, but it's also like a little patronizing. I feel like that's a that's a you know there's a giant age difference there. There you go. Like, I have a lot more experience in this business than you do. I understand you're my boss, but come on, really. Um, but it's going to be a lot harder for him to get out in the middle of the ring, grab a mic, and go, "Boss lady," like he used to do in NXT with Regal. Because I love that was my favorite thing about the Samoa Joe NXT run was him just yelling "Regal" whenever he was angry. Yes, <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, this is great. I, I did think there's a there was a missed opportunity there because I love that there could have been a controversy. Like Samoa Joe wasn't the number one contender, but because he signed the contract. Now he has to have the match. Yeah. Like, and, and there would have been the guy who that they would have picked, whoever that was going to be, also is now is has a, a claim to be in the match. So now it's a triple threat. There's a lot of things they could have done, but I'm never going to say no to a little Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles throwback action at SummerSlam. Are you kidding me? Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE title at SummerSlam is nuts. Like, just imagine saying that five years ago. Yeah. It, it would have been impossible to believe. Guys, just a heads up. Uh, we will be announcing the winner of the OMG giveaway on tomorrow's Listen Your Boy. So if you want to sneak in a late entry, you might be able to over on Instagram.com slash Fightful Online. But head over there, check that out. Also, again, want to plug FightfulSelect.com. Just go over there and check out what we got on that right side of the screen. We are always adding new stuff. I'm adding news bits up there all the time. It is the best $5 you will ever spend. Well, maybe. It's a good $5, though. Back to the boss lady comment. You know, technically, now I don't know technically if Melissa and Lindsay are my bosses, but because they work at the Toronto offices and I interact with them daily, you know, I just act as if they are my bosses. If they tell right. me to do something, I'm doing something. And Melissa refers to me as, quote, you little shit, end quote. <laughs> With a you, I don't even get the benefit of a Y-O. Yeah. Oh, then wow. She, then she puts on a goddamn mask, which you trolls can get at FightfulSelect.com, and parades around Toronto pretending to be me. That's my work situation. I'd almost rather be called boss lady myself. Becky Lynch defeated Carmella. Now, I had Kelly Kelly stands in my mentions this week, Alex. I didn't realize they existed. Oh, they sure as hell do. Yeah. I found all that, four of them this week. That, that's that's a hard one to take up a stand for. You know what I mean? Like... That, you're you're reaching. There's got to there's there's got to be a level of troll there, you know. It's I mean, because you know this evolution thing. I saw people mentioning Kelly Kelly, and I was like, all right, you know, she was told flat out last year. I mean, I believe I mentioned this on the air to you. She was straight up yeah. told, hey, you you can't you can't keep up, and you couldn't yeah. back then, so you definitely can't now. And I just said, you know what? Alexa Bliss and Carmella were both better than Kelly Kelly ever was. And they are. And tonight, Carmella had a better TV match than I ever saw Kelly Kelly have on cable. Also a better promo. Carmella approaches Paige backstage, says she's not happy about Ellsworth being fired, and that Paige is out of luck because she's keeping her title. I like this little interaction. Yeah. No, this is this is fine. This is this is this makes sense. I mean, the idea that that I mean almost certainly Carmelo wouldn't still be champ if it wasn't for Ellsworth coming back on that little non-contract for six weeks or whatever it was. Um, and Paige, out of the blue, firing him. Uh, certainly, I would assume that Carmella's plans for this match with Becky Lynch involved James Ellsworth being at ringside and doing Ellsworth stuff. Um, and now that's out the window. So, yeah, this is all good. It all feeds into this storyline. Of, of Carmella. And I like the idea that now Carmella has to do it on her own 
that's a that's a cool storyline going into summer at SummerSlam. This is all good. Mr. Warren Hayes says, what's more improbable, Kelly Kelly stands or Eva Marie stands? Well, Eva Marie was at least around a couple of years ago and did some entertaining stuff into not doing anything. So those are, I've seen way more of those. And I'm not going to give Twitter trolls any more attention, but man, it was so heavy this week. Anytime there's a major women's announcement like this, some good takes, some bad takes come out. Hey, some people think I have the bad takes. So power to you. Follow at Sean Ross Sapp. I like this match. Becky Lynch gets a nice little flying punch from the apron, but gets sent into the barricade. Carmella bumped big time for for Becky Lynch early on, just flying everywhere. Uh, got hit with a Bexploder after a flatliner. Carmella hits a handstand Hurricane Rana and almost gets the win by putting her feet on the ropes. But Becky Lynch picks up the win with Disarmor, and she is getting a title shot at SummerSlam. This is good. You, you Produced gotta, you, by one uh, Tyson kid. Nice. Uh, I loved the reversal that led directly in the transition into the disarmor. That was really cool. Uh, Be- Becky Lynch is finding really cool, uh, fun ways to put that on. I think that's that's great. I think that should be a part of her in-ring character, um, uh, even more so than it has been. Uh, I also uh, like this as a pairing. I mean, you have a, the, the, the chicken shit. Heel, um, who doesn't have an out anymore in, in the valet. Uh, and you have a, a true baby face that the crowd is really rooting for here. I think that's that Becky Lynch winning at SummerSlam would be a huge pop, a major deal, uh, and people would be really happy for it happening. Who knows that's where they're going to go, but that's, that's an opportunity to have one of those great things, which then allows you to do you know stuff that they're going to be like booing. You know, because they might be doing that later in the night. Conventional WWE booking would lead you to believe that this would open up Carmella to win because 50-50. However, I think it's ready-made, man. Ready-made that Becky Lynch wins. And then when Carmella is pissy afterwards, all Becky Lynch has to do is say, I beat you twice. Yeah. Just like she's been saying about Asuka and Charlotte over and over again on a weekly basis. I thought this was a solid TV match. Yeah, uh, for someone as inexperienced as Carmella, I thought she did well. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't mention Sarah Stock uh, produced the Oscar Billy K match earlier. Thought this was a fine match, a good setup, and showed yeah. us a little bit without showing us everything that they had. Yeah, um, I agree. I also think it it also sets up uh, um, what I think would be a very much needed Charlotte heel turn um, of her like, hey, hey, it's great that you're champ. Uh, when do I get my shot? And her, you know, using underhanded means to, to defeat Becky or whatever, that, that's, a, that's a really good – because I think that there's – Charlotte – a flair should always be a flair. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte's better as a heel. Uh, and it's, it's like to have, have Becky be the sting to Flair's flair – I think that's that's a that's a really cool thing you could go through. I think, even, um, I think Rick told Charlotte that Becky was his sting or was her sting. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's I think that's what what they should go with. It's a pretty ringing goddamn endorsement. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Tag team contender tournament match. New Day defeated Sanity. Sanity cannot have Sanity as a team pinned anybody. I no, they did the tables match. They won a table. Um, yeah. Usos are on commentary. This is produced by Scott Armstrong, Devon Dudley. Big E got a hot tag on Wolf and hits a bunch of suplexes. Woods does this really weird low elevation somersault senton on the Killian Dane outside, like oddly low. Kofi knocked Young off the apron, and I even tweeted, why isn't this a DQ? It was such a mess, I didn't realize Young wasn't in the match. Yeah. This was not good. I mean, it was executed well, but man, it was so just, it was put together so sloppy. Yeah. Uh, the midnight hour gets the the win. This match was just uh, not what I want out of a tag team tournament match. No, it's weird. Gosh, I mean, here's what I here's what I thought they were going to do when I found out who the pairings were. I thought, well, you're going to probably wind up having some babyface team versus uh, the Bludgeons. That's the way they that's the way they work. Um, I think I think it's smart to, to have Sanity win here, um, to get to because New Day's bulletproof and they probably always will be. 
Sanity needs a victory to establish them as any kind of force on this in this division because of how poorly you've booked them since they've been up. Then next, then you have the Usos win next week, and then you have Sanity versus the Usos, and you have Sanity take them to their absolute limit, and the Usos pick up the victory, and then you have the Usos because because that that would establish Sanity as something. This is nothing. This is sadly nothing. And and I, Sanity are former tag champs. So are the Authors of Pain. So are the Revival. So like like, I don't understand why you're bringing up these tag teams who were fantastic in NXT only to pseudo bury them or not use them uh, on the main roster. They should be there as the next generation, not like, not just to be kept down by the current generation who will soon be the former generation. You got to figure out a way of continuing that. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that Sanity needed a win here. Also, I think that these tournament matches need to be barn burners. I think any time where you're putting something like contendership at stake, it needs to be a good 15-minute back-and-forth, high-paced match that shows how much this means to these guys, especially in a tag team division that gets its leg cut out from underneath it so often. And as much as I like Harper and Rowan – Man, they need Bray Wyatt so bad. And man, Authors of Pain needed the push that these two guys got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers as a gimmick sucks. Harper and Rowan as a team are great. Um, but I, they're not being given a, doing any favors by the way they're being booked in those matches. Because eventually they're going to lose and it's going to come out of nowhere because they've been so dominant. Um, Harper and Rowan, when they were part of the, the Wyatt family, they they weren't immovable. They they were they were big dudes, but they they could sell. They they could have offense done to them. They could react to it. You know, like they're not being used in that way in any way um, now, and it's kind of frustrating because I kind of would like to see the, maybe maybe they can't do it anymore. Maybe Rowan's got a little bit too much mileage on him and injuries to both of them. But I just remember those matches they would have with the Shield and with the Usos from like 2014. Like they were barn burners, as you say, and uh, I'm hoping that they we get back to that at some point. Maybe SummerSlam is it, but who knows? Bar cut a promo. They're back. Good to see them back. The break helped them, I think. Yes, I think it did. Sinkara backstage tries to chat it up with Paige, Miz, and Maurice. Creative way to get him on TV, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Odd. So immediately when Miz comes out, I'm thinking, is that a working baby or is that a shoot baby? <laughs> That's suspicious from the jump and Monroe Sky got a pop. Yeah. Miz mentions Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he says, the mere mention of Daniel Bryan has put her straight to sleep. Yep. This, him trying to hush the crowd while, while the baby sleeps is something we pitched on air months ago. That's true. Yes. I love yep. it. I yep. love it. Hey, take the ideas as long as they're good ones. Don't take any <laughs> of my bad ideas, please. <laughs> Rumor has it, once upon a time, I got blamed. I got blamed for this. I, actually, you know what? I'll tell that story on a Q&A show one day. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Can't give that one away. Daniel Bryan interrupts their video on video. This all seemed really counterproductive and says, yeah. well, why am I not at ringside? Well, why didn't you go to ringside? I don't know why the hell you didn't go to ringside, Daniel. I don't know. He beats up security, both of who take nasty bumps. Yep. And then he gets face-to-face with Miz, and I'm thinking, he's going to fight the baby. <laughs> Uh, What's he doing out there, Alex? I I, I don't know. He came, he was like, I'm gonna punch you. He kept he got in the ring doing one of these, you know, like one of uh why I oughta You want me to? You want me to? <laughs> Does the baby deserve it? Want me to kick her ass? <laughs> My contract might be up. Um uh yeah, this was all very odd and and uh didn't I mean I listen. 
maybe maybe I'm just I'm not seeing things right. But Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's character isn't the guy who comes down and is turned away by security and then's like, okay, fine. Then sucker punches them and beats the crap out of them. So he can fight a baby. So he can fight a baby. Like, I, I that just Kick doesn't feel baby. like the guy that I want to root for. And we shouldn't we be rooting for Daniel Bryan against The Miz? I mean, I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I have a hypothesis. Guess that the guy that's in charge and has the final say might just be a dickhead. That's that's true. He he very well may be. He might be the kind of guy that is just a jerk. Yeah. Just a jerk. So Miz heaves the baby over to Daniel Bryan. It's a working baby. And then Daniel Bryan gets his ass kicked. That was SmackDown. Yeah. It was, it was funny. I did hope that he kicked the baby afterwards. I hope he snitskied the baby. Because the thing is, that would have been even better. If he kicked the baby further than Snitsky, that would add to his MVP performance at the All-Star game. Yeah, he could say, true. and I punted that baby farther than Snitsky did. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you want that at least on your resume, Miz? Yeah, you'd want you'd want all the records held. Um uh, the the Miz is great, man. The Miz is uh, this is this is exactly what they needed. I mean, here's the thing. Also, I have no doubt that Miz and Misses is going to be a hoot, a confirmed hoot. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun because he's really great. He's got he's also got a lot of reality TV experience. Yeah, remember, so he knows it's in seeing his first rodeo. Um, so yeah, this this could be a lot of fun. Does he have um, rodeo experience as well? He probably does. He probably does. Probably. They probably made him be one that dumbass here's challenge. Here's the thing. Uh, this Miss and Mrs. takes place in Austin, Texas. I guarantee oh, yeah. you there's an episode where they go to the rodeo. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I've, I'm really looking forward to uh, my our Miz versus Daniel Bryan on one-on-one match. Uh, this has been building for years now. Let's 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 get to it. I want it. Have a few minutes left. What's in the news? Well, Adam Cole got his Twitter hacked. Yeah, that's that sucks. So fun story. I was supposed to actually interview Britt Baker, his girlfriend, this week. Mm. And we're trying to coordinate on times and our schedules are the opposite. And she was like, Sorry, I missed uh this email. My boyfriend's <laughs> Twitter got hacked. I'm like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We, we all know. And, Says that they've been dealing with that, so uh, obviously he knows as well. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. PWG announcing their first round matches for Bola. We'll go ahead and take a look at those. We got Bandito and T Hawk, David Starr, Joey Janela, Flamita and Puma King, Adam Brooks and Ray Horace, Seema and Jody Fleisch, Brody King and PCO, then Night Two, Chris Brooks and Trevor Lee, Robbie Eagles, DJ Z. Darby Allen, Jeff Cobb, Dragonov, Jonah Rock, Travis Banks, Takagi, Walter, and Timothy Thatcher. Way lighter on the name value than I than previous years, but man, WWE's trying to snatch everybody up. Not just WWE. Yeah. Everybody's snatching yeah. everybody up, Alex. Right now, you have WWE and NXT. Oh, and by the way, NXT UK. You have MLW signing people, Impact signing people, Lucha Underground signing people, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Right now, I don't know that there's ever been a time where more companies have handed out contracts than right now. Yeah, I'm going to like look up the 2015 BOLA uh, roster. Like, and... And we'll see how many of them are, are currently under contract. Because I feel like, like even that recently, like it's it's um, it, it, it they're they're all now yeah. out there. Like it's like that's not long ago. Oh, a couple I mean, of year, a couple of years ago, man. A couple of years yeah. ago, I had Champa, Liger, Chris Hero, yeah. Trevor yeah. Lee, Mark Andrews, Pete Dunn. Yeah. Um, I think Johnny Nitro or Johnny Impact was on there. Cobb, Seidel, Zach Saber. <laughs> Will yeah. Osprey. I mean, that was two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing guys. This is 2015. I'm seeing guys like uh, Rich Swan, Chris Hero, now Cassisono, Drew Gulak, who just became uh, number one contender to uh, mm-hmm. Cedric uh, uh, Alexander, uh, Ricochet, uh, Zach Saber Jr., 
uh, Biff Busick, who's now Oni Lorcan, Osprey, um, Pentagon, my, Matt Seidel, Phoenix, all these guys who are on the, are on the, the um, Lucha Underground slash uh, Impact run. Like, they're, they're just all these guys who are now, they're all under contract somewhere else. Um, at least a lot of them are. Uh, Keith Lee's another guy who was a mainstay for a while. And yeah. he's not, he ain't doing it. Um, he's he's Biggie's uncle now. So like there's <laughs> there, there's 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 stuff. Uh, there's there's all these guys, and the, from the names that you read, I was thinking about all these guys who you might wind up seeing in NXT or something like that within the next two years. Um, like a, a a guy like Jeff Cobb is hard to find a, a place for because he's not the typical guy in any way, but he's just too damn talented for somebody not to take notice. Well, he started with ring of honor this week, which is curious because man, it's, it's, there have been a lot of promotions that Lucha underground has allowed guys to work for. Not that one. Uh, Guys, if you all want to see some exclusives, Conrad Thompson talked to me, said WWE is interested in season two of something else to wrestle with, have exclusives with Johnny Impact, Moose, Eddie Edwards, Austin Aries, Tommy Dreamer, who told me WWE offered him a lot of money to close House of Hardcore. We had an exclusive with Pentagon last week. Had one with Jeff Jarrett today. All over. FightfulWrestling.com. Click the exclusives tab. And if you want early access to some of these interviews, some of these articles, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Alex, where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me at Pulowski the Fourth. Guys, I did the Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. A lot of fun. A lot of stars giving their picks on the show for this weekend's great UFC Calgary show. I will be doing a post-show Saturday. Check that out. Happy birthday to Fightful.com founder Jimmy Van. He turns, I think, 57 today. He's actually not anywhere near 57, but that's the guess I'm going to (laughs) make. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Until next time, guys, we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.